Welcome to episode 71 of Crack the Customer Code. I'm Adam Tepork, and I'm here with my co-host, sports fan, Jeannie Walters. <laughs> Hello, how are you? I am great. How are you doing, Jeannie? I'm great, but, you know, this year I did get really into the Cubs season, and it was ended a little more abruptly than I would have preferred, but that's behind me. I'm over it, sort well, of. You know I don't follow this. You didn't win? No, we didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they had a great season so that's and there's always next year as we like to say in chicago should i act really clueless so spring training over <laughs> <laughs> hey we do all the spring training down here in florida so you know much of it you, yes you all and arizona and arizona for those who like a dry heat yes well apparently that's what the cubs like because that's where they do their spring training ah uh, well so Jeannie, do we have a sponsor message today we sure do. All right. So join us each month for an informative customer experience webinar. After hosting webinars and courses for Pop Expert, Word of Mouth Marketing Association, and others, 360 Connect is now offering webinars to our community. Our next one is coming up soon. Sign up to learn all about different customer experience topics each and every month. Register at cxwebinar.com. That's cxwebinar.com. And if you'd like to reach our listeners, speak to yourself because you're one of them. But you can also be a show sponsor. Go to crackthecustomercode.com slash sponsor for full details. Now, Jeannie, I asked you, I introduced you, excuse me, as a sports fan. Short yes. for fanatic. So I got to throw that in there. <laughs> so I hear we're talking about sports today. We are. We're kind of talking about the product of sporting events and how that's changed and how Again, we bring up the millennials. What is with the millennials? They're taking over. And we talk about them a lot lately because their needs are driving. I shouldn't say their needs. It's not like we're talking about food, shelter, water. <laughs> we're talking about <laughs> internet connectivity and things like that. Yeah, but, but I saw a statistic where like a third of them consider it as much as food and water, right? Exactly. Exactly. So live sporting events now are totally catering to this idea that you're not just sitting there enjoying the game anymore. You're actually on your device. You're connected. You're posting selfies. You're interacting sometimes with the team through Twitter and things like that. So the way that stadiums are being built has to do with this. They're making sure that they have the highest end technology now to really serve this market. So it's just a kind of a twist on what we assumed the experience was when it comes to sporting events, in my humble opinion. Well, this is the inevitable result of technology anyways, because this is happening across all types. Anything that can be delivered digitally, mm -hmm. the live experience is having to compete. Concerts is having, are having to do this. Yeah. Movies are certainly having to do this. Mm -hmm. I mean, and you know, what's interesting with movies, you talk, talk about like the marginal profit and where, where are you going to price something, right? I mean, they've priced it to keep people at home right? or to take a lower, basically a lower head count and make more money off of each head because it is insane. I mean, for two people to go to the movies, you know, we used to like go to the movies on like a date in high school, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that would be like a date you could afford it because it was like seven bucks when you were done. Yep. Yeah. It's yep. like seven bucks to get two kernels of popcorn off of someone's <laughs> shoe now. <laughs> well, and I think the same could be said about sporting events. And that that's why we had to think about these things differently, because those tickets are insane now. Like there are people who 
are incredible loyal fans to these sporting teams sporting teams i like <laughs> to call them teams, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and they never get the opportunity to see them live simply because there's no way they can afford it i mean some of the worst seats in the house can go for hundreds of dollars sometimes so if you're bringing a family or if you're going there and you want to actually have a beer and some popcorn then you need to actually cash in your 401k <laughs> but, you know, when you look at digital screens, when you look at high-def TV, high-def programming, and you've got cheap drinks, you don't have to wait in line, you don't sit in the parking lot for three hours when you're leaving, and how much better is the experience? And if you don't have prime seats, you can actually see it better on TV. That's right. So and some of the jumbotrons, actually, you, if you are in a stadium, sometimes you look at where people are looking and they're not looking at the field. They're looking at the Jumbotron because you can actually see what's happening a lot better right. in that context. And they did this in Orlando. They built, a, we've got a pretty new stadium. And, you know, each stadium keeps upping the ante. Oh, yeah. Right. For it's, sure. it's one upsmanship and then just the taxpayers pay for it. And, it's, you know, everybody is uneducated. But <laughs> that's a whole separate issue. <laughs> but seriously, they, the Amway Stadium is amazing. Mm -hmm. They've got, uh, I was lucky enough to go with like a PR guy and he gets tickets to everything because he's in marketing and PR. And we sat on the, these like premium seats. They actually have your own screen. So like you can go with the wife or the husband. If one of the spouses is not into sports and they can be watching like Desperate Housewives <laughs> while, oh while everybody else is watching the game. It is crazy. That is crazy. That makes me a little sad, I think. <laughs> but, well, when you talk about these things, now they're talking about mobile and trying to keep yeah. millennials interested and make millennials want to go through sitting in the rain or go, driving mm -hmm. through the snow to get there. So, And they're making sure internet connectivity is a big part of that. Right. Absolutely. And they're building that into stadiums as they build them. But then there's the challenge with some of these iconic stadiums that have been around for a long time, like my beloved Wrigley Field. Um, it would be a tragedy if they tore down Wrigley Field and put up one, a new stadium there. First of all, it would never work because it's in the middle of a city neighborhood. Like it's just, it's very unique. And the other part of that is there's so much heritage and tradition and that's part of the experience. So the what they're Fen trying- Fenway's like that. Same Fenway's like that too. Yeah. So just like Fenway, what Wrigley's trying to do now is- figure out how can we add some of this without losing the character and the history and really what makes the place special. And I think it's a real challenge. And a lot of uh, the hockey arenas for the NHL, they do not have connectivity because they were built a long time ago. And so they're adding that in and it's a huge cost, but they know how important it is um, because there are people who go to these things partially just to post the selfie <laughs> of themselves <laughs> in the great seats with their jersey on, you know, like, and then they spend the rest of the time texting on their phone and ignoring the game. There are lots of people like that now. And so I think they're trying to figure out how do we change the experience to really appeal to very different groups of people. I mean, it's not the diehard crazy fans who, you know, paint their torsos all the time anymore. It's, people like you're talking about who'd rather kind of sit there and be part of it, but not necessarily to watch the game. Well, did you see that picture of like, I can't remember what sporting event there were is a, a bunch of young girls, I guess they're probably college age. It was like 10 of them all taking a selfie at this game. It went viral a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It was crazy. I right? see that. 
I well, did see that. And it gets really interesting because college is having to mm-hmm. keep up and that, you know, the funding is, a, it's a whole different situation in college because the money is very political and it's, you know, mm-hmm. it's not a corporation's choice about where to put their resources, but they're finding that college students are literally leaving at halftime because they're in what they call a connectivity black hole. That's right. That's right. absolutely right. And just like you were saying, one in three college students claim that the internet is as important to them as air, water, and food. These are these are people who have never lacked air, food, or water. Obviously, <laughs> that's true. First world problems. I, for yeah, sure. I, I think it would definitely uh, reshape their answer. Well, this is really think, interesting. Yeah, I I think part of um, what they're finding too, because they're starting to study this behavior a little bit more, is that in some of these circumstances where connectivity is part of the experience, they're finding kind of a fifty-fifty split of both uploading and downloading, and what they're seeing is that it's as important for people to be able to see the instant replay on their phone to tweet for service or safety. Now, there's a lot of places out there who say, text this number if you're having any sort of security concern or tweet to, you know, Cubs Cares or whatever. And they, so they're they're noticing that it's both kind of this proactive thing of participating with the game in a different way as well as sharing with their network and their community these uploads to social, which is the other 50% of how they're interacting with their mobile devices and with this type of connectivity at an actual event. And so I think it's an indicator, possibly, of how any experience could really look at this and figure out, okay, what would people do here? How can we make it easier for them to participate through their mobile device in this way, in a different way, to get a different angle, to uh, be able to go deeper into something. Like, you know, you talked about concerts. Maybe it's like, I want to know more about the opening band. Where can I find that in a really easy way? And maybe having that as part of the experience thought out as part of the journey mapping, if you will. Ah, yes. (laughs) I think I'll sum it up this way. We can leave it with this thought. If you're in the entertainment industry, you are your competition is a lazy boy chair. <laughs> That's it, very true. It's that simple. So you need to plan accordingly and connectivity mm-hmm. and digital access is a big part of that. And I would say uh, the very smart ones are also going to put outlets under the seats. <laughs> uh, I can't even tell you how much that costs to do. I know. It's I'm insane. sure. I'm but sure. On that note, go Cubs. Yeah. Oh, heartbreaker. Sorry, I tr- hey, I gave you one. I tried to do it for you. <laughs> but on that note, we hope you enjoyed episode 71 of Crack the Customer Code. You can see the show notes for this and all episodes. And you can subscribe and send us feedback at crackthecustomercode.com. Yes, please subscribe today and share with your networks. I'm Jeannie Walters. Sign up for customer experience webinars at cxwebinar.com. And find out more about me at 360connects.com. And I'm Adam Tapore. You can connect with me and find out more about our customer service workshops and training, as well as my book, Be Your Customer's Hero, at customersthatstick.com. And until next time, take care of yourself. And take care of your customers.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.